0: Hallelujah 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 The Lord be with you yes, A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke I'll do the shorter version for today's Mass. Jesus said to His disciples, A person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If therefore you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. No one can serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. Good evening, y'all, and happy Lord's Day. Happy Lord's Day. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, as I mentioned, as Mass started, uh, we just finished Awakening, and that's a Friday through Sunday retreat. We had some 60 to 100 college students uh, here. It looks great now, but this was like a war room earlier. Um, but it was awesome. Like, really, really, this is where, you guess, I guess you see St. Thomas flying and soaring at its heights, is whenever you have the church and uh, the cafe just full of young people. Today's homily is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to try to give it everything I got, but like I said, I am entering into the coma of awakening at this point. So uh, so I'm going to try to give you everything I got, but it is going to be a little different because we are now um, entering into the next phase of our Adoration Chapel. And so in order to do that as a family, as a parish community, um, we have to take the next step. And that's what I want to try to get into today. What is the next step? As you walk out, you see the Adoration Chapel is there. It's built. (laughs) He's got a little bit of work left to do. I think the floor guys are coming in this week um, and then a few little things here and there, but we, we should be on task, right? October the 13th is what we're shooting for just a few weeks away. Um, we're planning on that opening day, that opening uh, dedication of the chapel. We're going to have a special 8 a.m. Sunday morning mass on October the 13th, um, and then after that we'll be uh, the dedication, bringing the Eucharist over, and then uh, it begins. So I'm super excited. This has been a project that we have had going on for close to a year now. And it's you guys. You're the ones that made it. You, you got it built. You donated for it. And within one hour, within one day, within 24 hours, whenever we started this, um, a 24-hour time period, we raised about $230,000 because of y'all. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's crazy. We were the third largest in the entire nation. <laughs> like, that says a lot about y'all and the desire that you had to build this adoration chapel. And there's been a lot of people that's been very much involved with it, and I've done an incredible job. Guys, we hit some kinks in the beginning, right? It rained for like a month, and then it flooded, you know, and... and Noah started building a boat, and we didn't know what was going to happen. And, um, but it pushed us back a little bit, and then all of a sudden we had a meeting with David Duplantis and, and Lee Rudder, and Lee said, okay, we're going to make a, a new date of kickoff. It's going to be October the 13th. And I got all excited, because in my little liturgical brain, I was like, October the 13th is the day that the sun danced in Fatima. It was the last day of the apparition of Fatima, and I was like, sweet. And then all of a sudden, uh, about a week or so later, I wake up, I hear all kind of banging going on. The first wall is going up of the Adoration Chapel on May the 13th, which is the first day of the apparition of Fatima. So this entire little chapel was built within the five months that Mary appeared to the three children in Fatima. Now, I don't know what that means to you, but for me, it means that Our Lady is all over this, and there's going to be miracles that's going to come out of this little chapel. People's hearts are going to be turned over to Christ in powerful ways. And so I'm stoked about this chapel. And yes, we got it built. Awesome. And it's going to be beautiful. Wait till you see. The stained glass windows came in this past Saturday, yesterday. They're remarkable. They're stained glass windows from the 1800s from Germany. They're magnificent. Now, granted, Jesus is blonde hair and blue eyes, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) It's German. Still magnificent. And so we have a lot to be proud of, but now we get to the point where we have to make the next step. I just want to throw a few numbers out to you. St. Thomas is an amazing community. It truly is. We have an estimated 500 registered parishioners. We would say that those are envelope users, right? 500. But we serve about 1,300 people on any given weekend. That's usually what our average is. 1,300 people every single weekend. It's pretty amazing for a little parish like this, right? 1,300. Like that made St. Thomas the third largest weekend attended in masses in the entire diocese third largest. First was St. Bernadette, second was Christ the Redeemer, and we came in a close third. Yeah, remarkable. Beautiful. Other thing that's really fascinating is our campus ministry program. Our campus ministry is ranked, I don't know if y'all knew this, it is ranked one of the top ten campus ministries in the entire nation. Yeah, I was like, dude, that's a remarkable, like little Thibodeau, little Nichols right here. We're kicking it in sports. Football, congratulations, by the way, Colonels. Y'all did an amazing job Saturday on your football game. <laughs> Coach, I know you're back there. Good job. Uh, yeah, so all around, we're just exploding. And with our faith and what's happening at St. Thomas, guys, people are wanting to be involved in all kinds of ways. And I have to ask myself, why? Why is this happening here? I think there's probably three reasons, at least that I can think of. I think, number one, St. Thomas is a vibrant community and has been for a very long time. There's something that youth bring to a parish that is intoxicating. And so I think the vibrancy of our community speaks a lot. I think the second thing is that we have liturgies that are fantastic. They're beautiful liturgies. And you're receiving a lot. 500 people registered, 1,300 on weekends. People are being fed here. And I think that is also a big piece of it. I think the third reason is because we have a clear vision. Nobody likes to jump on a sinking ship, right? Nobody's going to jump on a ship that's sinking. St. Thomas is a moving ship. We're on a vision. We're on a journey. We know where we're going. We know what our vision is. And what is our vision? Well, it's very clear. We have a two-fold vision. First and primary in the 1960s. The bishop opened up St. Thomas simply as a campus ministry, a Newman Center. It wasn't a parish. It became a parish in 1970s, right? And so our mission is twofold. It's primarily to reach out. We, nobody else has the responsibility that we have, which is to evangelize over 6,000 college students, faculty, and staff of Nichols. That's our responsibility. The second piece of our mission is you. It's how you get involved. And it's going to look a little bit different than any other parish, right? Simply because our primary mission is the young people. And so your involvement looks a little different. We might not have the committees that other people have. We might not have the, the ministries that other people have. But we do have something that nobody else has. And that's this young adult ministry. So how do you get involved? Well, we offer things that both groups can be involved with, right? We have um, this coming Tuesday night, we're actually going to be having uh, Adoramos. That's open to everybody. Geared to our young people, but open to everybody. Tuesday night, this, this coming Tuesday. We also have like Teachable Tuesdays that you're also invited to come to. It's, it's driven by our college students and the topics they want to talk about, but it's open to everybody. So we have a lot of different things. Those are just a, a couple of them off the top of my head of how we all get involved. And so to help support that mission, of evangelizing this campus. We can't do it without you praying. That is one of the main ways that you, as parishioners, can support what we do here. I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for another meeting. I think personally that um, like purgatory is gonna be just one lifelong thing of meetings, <laughs> it's gonna <to> be terrible. <laughs> I hate meetings. I'm not asking for more meetings. I'm not asking for more money. I'm just asking for prayer. Because without prayer, we can't do anything. Nothing. Without prayer, we're a, sh- we're, we're a sitting duck for the enemy. Without prayer, the hearts of our young people will not be transformed. Without prayer, we're just uh, a, a, a sitting duck for the enemy just to fire darts at us. We can't do anything without prayer. And that's where you, as parishioners, come on board. We need you to pray. You can't do anything. There's no salvation of souls without being fueled by prayer. And so that's our next step in the Adoration Chapel. Our next step is we've built it. Now we need to fill it. And I believe that God wants to fill this chapel with people. Like like the scripture said today in the first letter of Timothy, I love it. Paul says, I wish then that in every place men and women should pray, lifting up holy hands. I share Paul's passion there. That's what I wish too. I wish that in every place, at every hour on the hour, our little perpetual adoration chapel will be filled with men and women who are lifting up holy hands to God in intercession. That's our next step. We've got to feel every hour, seven days a week, Monday through Sunday, with someone sitting in front of Jesus with hands lifted up in prayer, interceding. What do we intercede for? Well, it's part of our threefold mission. First, we're interceding for President Clune and the faculty and staff and students of Nichols State University, praying that God will pour blessings upon them, upon the coaches and faculty as well. The second thing that we're praying for in that chapel is going to be for you, for the sanctification of families. How many of you need prayer? How many of you need your families protected? Yeah, wouldn't it be awesome to know that 24 hours a day, somebody in that chapel is praying for families? The third thing that we're going to pray for as part of our mission is for priests. For the sanctification and protection of priests and religious and for more young men and women to answer that call. We had three men go into the priesthood, go into the seminary this past year. Right now at Nichols, we have about four guys who are discerning the priesthood. We have about five girls who are discerning religious life. You see, right here is when they make those decisions. These are life, life-changing decisions right here in these four years. They're dramatic. They can decide whether they want to be a priest or a nun or married, many of them are getting out of toxic relationships and realizing that's not what they're made for and they want a holy relationship. It's incredible to see the relationships that are happening on this campus and they're holding up the, the virtues of what it means to be a Christian relationships. We've had last year three young men and women who became missionaries with Focus. We have two more that are discerning to go on to uh, be Focus missionaries. Like the Spirit of God is moving here in a powerful way. And I can't imagine what's going to happen here whenever we have someone praying around the clock 24 hours a day in that little chapel. Boo, we better get ready. I'm serious. Because it's going to be a shockwave of grace that's going to happen throughout this entire campus. And we're going to have people whose lives are being transformed because you can't help but be transformed when you sit in front of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords for one hour every single week. Something happens. Imagine if you went outside in the heat of the summer in Louisiana at 105 degrees and you sat outside for one hour every week. What would happen to you? You'd look like a crawfish, (laughs) you'd be burnt. Well, the same thing happens whenever we sit in front of Jesus, He's the Son. He's the divine son and we just sit there. You don't have to say anything. He knows our hearts. You just go and sit for that hour. You can pray. You can read. You can do what you want. But simply sitting in front of Jesus is going to melt your heart. It's going to draw you into deeper union with him. Many people say, Father, I want to take the next step in my relationship with Jesus. How do I do that? Pray. (laughs) Go sit for an hour with him. How can we have relationships with people if we don't talk to them? Just spend an hour with him. You can bring your cup of coffee in there. That's cool. Just don't spill. Right? I think it's really important. This is where we're heading. And I believe in my heart that God is going to fill those hours up. He wants it. He he raised $230,000 in 24 hours. I think he can find 336 people to fill these hours. That's all we need. We have 1,300 people that show up here on a weekly basis. All I'm asking for is a quarter of the people. 336 people. That puts two people at a time in front of Jesus. I don't think it's going to be that hard. I know it won't. My mom did it. Whenever I was a teenager or maybe I was in my early 20s, she started an adoration chapel in Vinton, Louisiana. Now, guys, Vinton, if you've ever been through it, you blink, you're done, right? We had two red lights and a Dairy Queen. (laughs) Can't forget about Dairy Queen and the upside-down blizzards that they give to you. Anyway, um, little bitty town. I graduated from a class of 89 people. (laughs) My mom started this adoration chapel. Every hour was filled, Monday through Sunday, In Little Bitty Vinton, we have quadrupled the amount of people in Thibodeau, right? 336 people is all we need. I think there's going to be a whole lot more than that. But so what's in it, right? What are we asking for? I'm going to put it real simple. We're asking for every hour on the hour to be covered by at least two people. If you want to do that as spouses, that's fine. So if one of you can't make it, another one can. But I guarantee you, you start praying with your spouse in front of Jesus and your marriage will be renewed. I promise you. I promise you that. Pray with your family. Having struggles with your family? Sign up for a holy hour once a week with your kids. Bring them in. Pray with them. Your family will be renewed. I promise you it will. Right? Maybe you want to sign up with friends. Maybe you have a women's group that you want to say, hey, we've got 10 women in our Bible study or 10 men in our Acts, in our acts group. How about we all take a Thursday at 4 o'clock in the morning and two men from that axe group does it one Thursday. The next Thursday, two other men do it. The next Thursday, two other men do it. You get the picture? If we get creative, we can fill every one of these hours up in a heartbeat, Right? You can do that with your friends. Hey, me and my friends, we, we challenged our, our, uh, our college students today. They had their little families, their little tables. They're going to start taking, as a table, a holy hour. And they're going to grow in friendship. The chapel holds 20 people. It's going to be fine. So this is, this is where we're heading. So how do you sign up? How do you sign up for this holy hour? Well, in your pews... And I think there's some on this table over here. If somebody would want to just pass those out, Mark, on the little table, there's these little business card things. They're in your pews. If you got some, just pass them around. At least one family per, uh, per pew, take it. I'm asking everyone to be a part of the vision of St. Thomas by taking one hour. It's a very easy way to sign up. On this little card, you're going to see a website at the bottom, www.adorationpro.com. Dot org backslash st thomas all you have to do is put that in your url address and it'll have the calendar that's going to show up you put your name, your number, your email address on the hour that you want and it's done now you can have more than like one or two people on those hours you can have ten, it doesn't matter so don't think that oh man I really wanted the 3pm every Wednesday and somebody already got it no, you can still get it <laughs> So whatever hour works for you, every hour works for you, all right? So I would ask you to take this home. Pray about it. Ask Jesus, Jesus, do you want me to spend one hour with you a week? (laughs) Guess what he's going to (laughs) say? Yeah. Um, And pray about that. We we need this. Ask St. Thomas for the For the ministry that we're doing, for the salvation of souls, those 6,000 college students that are hungry, we need this. We need you you to to sign up. I'm not going to sit here and beg you because it's going to be the best best hour of your week. Um, I've been doing a holy hour every single day for probably the past 15 years. It transformed my life, obviously. Um, (laughs) So... Treat yourself, guys. This is, this is something that's monumental. A chapel like this has never been built on the grounds of St. Thomas. And so it's, it's a great gift, a great honor for us to be able to do this and to be able to really spearhead a campaign of prayer warriors working together as a community for the primary reason, the salvation of the souls of our 6,000 college students and staff and faculty and the sanctification of our families and priests. And religious. So we come together with grateful hearts uh, for all that God has done in our community and our families. And so we take all those prayers and intentions, knowing that our Lord and our Lady, they want that. So let's bring that and place it right here at the altar today. Amen.